0: Section 12 of Common Sense in the Household. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Burke in Williamsburg, Virginia. Common Sense in the Household A Manual of Practical Housewifery by Marion Harland. Pork. At the south, where, in spite of the warm climate, the consumption of pork is double that of the north, the full-grown hog is seldom represented by any of his parts at the table, fresh or pickled, unless it be during killing time, when fresh spare ribs, chine, and steak, with other succulent bits, are welcome upon the choicest bills of fare. The rest of the animal, ham, shoulders, and middlings, is consigned to the packing barrel and ultimately to the smokehouse. But in cool weather, shoat, i.e. pig under six months of age, is abundantly displayed in market, and highly esteemed by all classes. The meat is fine and sweet, and unless too fat, nearly as delicate as that of chicken, a very different-looking and tasting dish from the gross oleaginous joints and chunks offered for sale in many other regions as nice young pork those of my readers who can command shoat are to be heartily congratulated those whose butchers dispense only portions of the mature porker will do well in my opinion if they rarely admit him to their families before he has been salted and been thereby purged of many unwholesome properties few stomachs save those of outdoor laborers can digest the fresh meat of a two or three or even one year old hog this is the truthful, but to unaccustomed ears, offensive name for him at the South and West, where his qualities and habits are best known. The parts of a properly dissected hog are the hands, shoulders, griskin or chine, the loin, middlings, spare ribs, head, feet, liver, and hazlet. The choice portions are hands, shoulders, and, for roasting, the loin. All hogs should be kept up and well fed for three weeks, at least, before they are killed. Their styes be frequently cleaned and furnished with abundance of water, renewed every day. Sir Grunter would be a more cleanly creature if he were allowed more extensive water privileges. If it were possible, and in the country this may sometimes be done, to build his pen on the bank of a running stream, he would speedily redeem his character from the stain cast upon it by the popular verdict and the superior quality of the meat repay the thoughtful kindness of his owner it is a disgrace to humanity hardly second to the barbarities of swill-milk manufactories this compulsory filth of any domestic animal those who like myself have been loathing witnesses of the pig-pens upon the premises of well-to-do farmers the receptacles of the vilest slops and offal never cleaned except during the yearly removal of manure from barnyard to field cannot marvel at the growing prejudice against pork in all its varieties that pervades our best classes. We feed the hog with the off-scourings, this is literal, of house, garden, and table, bed him in mire, and swell him with actious fermentation, not to say active decomposition, and then abuse him for being what we have made him. I am persuaded, and wiser people than I declare, that hog scrofula and cholera and the rest of the train of fleshly ills that are the terror of pork raisers have one and all their root in this unseemly inhumanity eschew fresh pork we may but we cannot dispense with hams shoulders and most valuable of all to the cook lard and pickled pork real sausage porcine and homemade is still sweet and pleasant to the unpampered palate and of roast pig the gentlest and most genial of english essayists did not disdain to become the eulogist in memory of his usefulness in belief of the helpfulness which should be his birthright and the safeguard of his consumers let us treat bristle well i do not say philosophically but sensibly and kindly a pig should not be allowed to eat anything for twenty-four hours before he is killed after he is butchered great care should be exercised to keep the pork from tainting it spoils more readily when fresh than any other meat cook all kinds of pork thoroughly when underdone it is not only unpalatable but exceedingly unwholesome roast leg of pork one weighing about seven pounds is enough even for a large family if the pig be young the leg will be even smaller Score the skin in squares, or parallel lines running from side to side for the convenience of the carver. Put it down to roast with a very little water in the pan below. Heat gradually until the fat begins to ooze from the meat when quicken the fire to a red, steady glow. Baste only with its own gravy and do this often that the skin may not be hard or tough. When done, take it up, skim the gravy thoroughly. Put in half a cup of boiling water, thicken with brown flour, add pepper, salt, and the juice of a lemon, and serve in a boat. Or, if the joint be that of a full-grown hog, rub into the top, after scoring it deeply, a forcemeat of crumbs seasoned with sage and chopped onion, wet with the juice of a lemon or a very little vinegar, pepper, and salt to taste. Rub this in hard until the cracks are filled. With a sharp knife, make incisions close to the knuckle bone and stuff with the forcemeat, tying a string tightly about it afterwards to prevent the escape of the seasoning. Rub over once with butter when the meat is warm throughout, then baste with the fat. Skim all the fat from the drippings that can be removed before making the gravy. Send around tomato or sauce and pickles with roast pork. Loin of Pork Cook as you would a leg, allowing 20 minutes to a pound in roasting. This is a good rule for fresh pork, the flesh being coarser and of closer grain than our more delicate meats. A shoulder is roasted in the same way. Roast spare rib. When first put down to the fire, cover with a greased paper until it is half done. Remove it then and dredge with flour. A few minutes later, baste once with butter and afterward every little while with its own gravy. This is necessary, the spare rib being a very dry piece. Just before you take it up, strew over the surface thickly with fine bread crumbs seasoned with powdered sage, pepper, and salt and a small onion minced into almost invisible bits. Let it cook 5 minutes and baste once more with butter. Skim the gravy, add a half cupful of hot water. Thicken with brown flour, squeeze in the juice of a lemon, strain, and pour over the meat in the dish. Send tomato ketchup around with it, or, if you prefer, put a liberal spoonful in the gravy after it is strained. Roast chine. A chine is treated precisely as is the spare rib, except that the strip of skin running along the back is scored closely. If you wish, you can omit the breadcrumb crust, the onion, and sage. In carving, cut thin horizontal slices from the ribs. Chine is best cold. The meat next to the ribs is delicious when scraped off and made into sandwiches or laid up on buttered toast. Or you can wash the chine over with beaten egg, dredge with cracker crumbs, seasoned with salt and pepper, and roast, basting with butter and water once when the meat is heated through, afterward with its own gravy. This is a palatable supper dish when cold. Garnish with cucumber pickles cut in round slices. Roast Pig A month-old pig, if it be well-grown and plump, is best for this purpose. It is hardly possible that any lady housekeeper will ever be called upon to do the butcher's work upon the bodies of full-grown hogs, or even shoat, a task that requires the use of hatchet or cleaver. It is well that she should know how to clean and dress the baby pig, which is not larger than a Thanksgiving turkey. As soon as it is really cold, make ready a large boiler of scalding water. Lay the pig in cold water for 15 minutes. Then, holding it by the hind leg, plunge it into the boiling water and shake it about violently until you can pull the hair off by the handful. Take it out, wipe it dry, and with a crash cloth or whisk broom, rub the hair off, brushing from the tail to the head until the skin is perfectly clean cut it open take out the entrails and wash very thoroughly with cold water then with soda and water to remove any unpleasant odor next with salt and water rinse with fair water and wipe inside then wrap in a wet cloth and keep this saturated with cold water until you are ready to stuff it if these directions be followed implicitly the pig will be fair and white as if entrusted to a professional butcher for stuffing Take a cupful of bread crumbs, half a chopped onion, two teaspoonfuls powdered sage, three tablespoonfuls melted butter, a saltspoonful of pepper, half a grated nutmeg, half a teaspoon of salt, two well-beaten eggs. Mix all these ingredients except the egg together, incorporating them well. Beat in the eggs and stuff the pig into his natural size and shape. Sew him up and bend his fore feet backward, his hind feet forward under and close to the body, and skewering them into the proper position. Dry it well and dredge with flour. Put it to roast with a little hot water, slightly salted, in the dripping pan. Baste with butter and water three times as the pig gradually warms afterward with the dripping. When it begins to smoke or steam, rub it over every five minutes or so with a cloth dipped in melted butter. Do not omit this precaution if you would have the skin tender and soft after it begins to brown. A month old pig will require about an hour and three quarters or two hours, sometimes longer, to roast if the fire be brisk and steady. Should you or your guests dislike onion, prepare your stuffing without it. The following is a good receipt for rich and savoury forcemeat for a pig: One cup of bread crumbs, an ounce of suet, a bunch of parsley minced fine, teaspoonful of powdered sage, pepper, salt, and nutmeg, a little thyme, half a glass madeira or sherry, juice of a lemon, two tablespoonfuls melted butter, a cup of oyster liquor, and two well-beaten eggs. For a Christmas pig, it is worth one's while to take the trouble to prepare this stuffing. If your pig is large, you can cut off his head and split him down the back before sending to table. Do this with a sharp knife and lay the backs together. But it is a pity. I have before me now the vision of a pig I once saw served whole on the table of a friend that forbids me ever to mutilate him before the guests have a chance to feast their eyes upon the goodly picture. He was done to a turn, a rich even brown without a seam or crack from head to tail, and he knelt in a bed of deep green parsley, alternately with bunches of whitish green celery tops, the inner and tender leaves. A garland of the same was about his neck, and in his mouth was a tuft of white cauliflower, surrounded by a setting of curled parsley. Very simple, you see, but I never beheld a more ornamental roast. Skim your gravy well. Add a little hot water, thicken with brown flour, boil up once, strain, and when you have added half a glass of wine and half the juice of a lemon, serve in a tureen. In carving the pig, cut off the head first, then split down the back, take off hams and shoulders, and separate the ribs. Serve some of the dressing to each person. I have been thus minute in describing the preparation of this holiday dish because it is erroneously considered a difficult task. Any cook with a moderate degree of judgment and experience can undertake it with a reasonable expectation of success. Pork steaks Those from the loin are best, but they can be cut from the neck. Remove the skin and trim neatly. Broil over a clear fire without seasoning, adding pepper, salt, a pinch of sage, another of minced onion, and a lump of butter after they are put into the hot dish. Then cover closely and set in the oven for five minutes until the aroma of the condiments flavors the meat. Try this method. You can cook spare ribs in the same manner. Pork chops. Remove the skin, trim them, and dip first in beaten egg, then in cracker crumbs seasoned with salt, pepper, minced onion, and a little sage. Fry in hot lard or drippings 20 or 30 minutes, turning often. The gravy of this dish is usually too rich or fat to accompany the meat. Pork cutlets are cooked in like manner. Send applesauce to the table with them and season with tomato ketchup. Stewed Pork take some lean slices from the leg or bits left from trimming the various pieces into shape cut into dice an inch square put into a pot with enough cold water to cover them and stew gently for three quarters of an hour closely covered meanwhile parboil half a dozen irish potatoes cut in thick slices in another vessel when the pork has stewed the allotted time drain off the water from these and add to the meat Season with pepper, salt, a minced shallot, a spoonful of pungent ketchup, and a bunch of aromatic herbs. Cover again and stew 20 minutes longer or until the meat is tender throughout. If your meat be not too fat, this stew will be very good, especially on a cold day. You can stew cutlets in the same way. Pig's Head, Roasted Take the head of a half-grown pig, clean and split it. "'taking out the brains and setting these aside in a cool place. "'Parboil the head in salted water, drain off this, "'wipe the head dry, and wash all over with beaten egg. "'Dredge thickly with bread crumbs seasoned with pepper, sage, and onion, "'and roast, basting twice with butter and water, "'then with the liquor in which the head was boiled, "'at last with the gravy that runs from the meat. "'Wash the brains in several waters until they are white, "'beat to a smooth paste.' Add one-quarter part fine bread crumbs, pepper, and salt. Make into balls, binding with a beaten egg. Roll in flour and fry in hot fat to a light brown. Arrange about the head when it is dished. Skim the gravy left in the dripping pan. Thicken with brown flour. Add the juice of a lemon and boil up once. Pour it over the head. Pig's head with liver and heart. Stewed clean and split the head taking out the brains and setting aside put the head in a pot with enough water to cover it and parboil it have ready another pot with the liver and heart cut into inch long pieces stewed in just enough water to keep them from scorching when the head is half done add the entire contents of the second vessel to the first and season with salt pepper a little onion parsley and sage Cover and stew until the head is very tender, when take it out and lay it in the middle of a flat dish. With a perforated skimmer, remove the liver and heart and spread about the head, surrounding but not covering it. Strain the gravy and return to the pot, thicken with brown flour, squeeze in the juice of a lemon, and drop in carefully forced meat balls of the brains, prepared accordingly to the foregoing receipt and fried a light brown. Boil once and pour about the head, arranging the balls upon it, to cover the split between the two sides of the head. You may improve this dish, which is very savory, by boiling a couple of pig's feet with the head until the meat will slip from the bones. Take them from the liquor, cut off and chop the meat, and put into the large pot when you add the liver, etc. South of pig's ears and feet Clean the ears and feet well. Cover them with cold water, slightly salted, and boil until tender. Pack in stone jars while hot and cover while you make ready the pickle. To half a gallon of good cider vinegar, allow half a cup of white sugar, three dozen whole black peppers, a dozen blades of mace, and a dozen cloves. Boil this one minute, taking care that it really boils, and pour while hot over the still warm feet and ears. It will be ready to use in two days, and it will keep in a cool, dry place two months. If you wish it for breakfast, make a batter of one egg, one cup of milk, salt to taste, and a teaspoonful of butter with enough flour for a thin muffin batter. Dip each piece in this and fry in hot lard or dripping. Or dip each in beaten egg, then in pounded cracker before frying. Souse is also good eaten cold, especially the feet. Head cheese, or sauce. This is made of the head, ears, and tongue. Boil them in salted water until very tender. Strip the meat from the bones and chop fine. Season with salt, pepper, sage, sweet marjoram, a little powdered cloves, and half a cup of strong vinegar. Mix all together thoroughly. Taste to see that it is flavored sufficiently, remembering that the spice tends to keep it. And pack hard in molds or bowls, interspersing the layers with bits of the tongue cut in oblongs, squares, and triangles, not less than an inch in length. Press down and keep the meat in shape by putting a plate on the top of each mold, first wetting the plate, and a weight upon this. In two days, the cheese will be ready for use. Turn out from the shapes as you wish to use it, or should you desire to keep it several weeks, Take the cheese from the molds and immerse in cold vinegar in stone jars. This will preserve it admirably, and you have only to pare away the outside should it be too acid for your taste. This is generally eaten cold for tea with vinegar and mustard, but it is very nice cut in slices, seasoned slightly with mustard, and warmed in a frying pan with enough butter to prevent burning. Or you may dip in beaten egg, then cracker crumbs, and fry for breakfast. If the tongue is arranged judiciously, the slices will be prettily marbled. Pork Pot Pie You can make this of lean pork cut from any part of the pig, but the chine is best. Crack the bones well and cut up the chine into riblets two inches long. Line your pot, which should be round at the bottom and well greased, with a good light paste. Put in the meat, then a layer of parboiled potatoes, split in half, seasoning with pepper and salt as you go on when the pot is nearly full pour in a quart of cold water and put on the upper crust cutting a small round hole out of the middle through which you can add hot water should the gravy boil away too fast slips of paste may also be strewed among the meat and potatoes put on the pot lid and boil from one hour and a half to two hours when done remove the upper crust carefully Turn out the meat and gravy into a bowl that you may get at the lower. Lay this upon a hot dish, put the meat, etc. in order upon it, pour the gravy over it, and cover with the top crust. This can be browned with a red-hot shovel or oven lid. Cheshire Pork Pie Cut two or three pounds of lean, fresh pork into strips as long and as wide as your middle finger. Line a buttered dish with puff paste. Put in a layer of pork seasoned with pepper, salt, and nutmeg or mace. Next, a layer of juicy apples, sliced and covered with about an ounce of white sugar. Then more pork, and so on until you are ready for the paste paste cover. When pour in half a pint of sweet cider or wine, and stick bits of butter all over the top. Cover with a thick lid of puff paste. Cut a slit in the top, brush over with beaten egg, and bake an hour and a half. This is an English dish and is famous in the region from which it takes its name. It is much liked by those who have tried it, and is considered by some to be equal to our mince pie. Yorkshire pork pie is made in the same way, with the omission of the apples, sugar, and nutmeg, and the addition of sage to the seasoning. End of section 12. Recording by Linda Burke in Williamsburg, Virginia.